Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, happy Tuesday there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show, and thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, and today you're going to hear someone make the case that there could be a more pro-liberty candidate and governor in the state of Florida. <gasps> what? Say it ain't so. Blasphemy. No, it's true. And uh, I promise you, we actually have said candidate on today's episode. But before we get there, I want to go ahead and give a shout out to today's sponsor. And that is the one and only Expat Money Show. Head over to briannicholshow.com forward slash expat, where you can go ahead and not only protect the money you worked so hard to earn from ambulance chasing lawyers, nefarious creditors, and greedy, unjust governments. How? Well, I'll tell you how, because we are going to be working with our good friend, Mikhail Thorup, who's going to be going through not just uh, helping people like you uh, invest internationally, secure second passports and residencies, eliminate your tax bill, and take advantage of offshore structures so you can travel the world freely and never have to worry about money again. But he's also hosting the Expat Money Summit. It's going to be five days, 30 expert speakers. And uh, if you head over to briannicholshow.com forward slash expat, you can grab your free tickets for this uh, event, November 7th through November 11th. And oh, by the way, there's a uh, pretty important keynote speaker, the one and only former Congressman Ron Paul. He will be joining the Expat Money Summit. So again, head to briannicholshow.com and grab your free tickets today. All right, folks. So I teased it there at the intro. Yeah, we have a, a gentleman joining the program today who not only thinks there could be a more pro-liberty candidate and pro-liberty governor in the state of uh, Florida, but he thinks it might be him. Hector Ruz, welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Hey, great to be here. Thanks for having me, Brian. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us. Looking forward to this conversation. And for sure, want to hear your case, man, because I, I'm coming from Philadelphia, PA. I moved out to Indiana, um, settled out here over the past seven months or so. Um, but I lived in Philly for seven years, and I saw the last two of it be a complete you know, something show. And it was mostly, and I say mostly, it was almost entirely due to the COVID-19 pandemic and the ensuing response from the local governments, uh, in that case, the city of Philadelphia in the state of Pennsylvania. Um, hey, Florida was looking pretty good to me. But before we get there, let's go ahead and introduce you to the Brian Nichols Show audience. Hector, who are you and why are you running for a governor down in Florida as a big L libertarian? Well, just to say a few words about myself first, uh, you know, I caught the political bug, you know, about 15 years ago uh, through the Ron Paul campaigns. Uh, so, yes, I was one of those guys uh, that uh, eventually just joined the Libertarian Party, uh, really identified uh, with uh, uh, with people who want basically basic freedoms respected. And I was sick and tired of, of just the you know Democrats on one side saying they wanted to support civil rights and, and then working against them and Republicans saying they were for economic rights and property rights and then working against those, too, especially on, on taxes. Uh, and for for me, I've uh, I've been I've honed my craft. I've helped out over almost 100 campaigns in and around the state of Florida, from statewide to Congress to even the the local uh, city councils and commissions. Uh, and fr- uh, frankly, we we libertarians, particularly in Florida, it, it need to stand up and and take a stand of what being a libertarian actually means. Because what we have here is a governor who's basically allowed the you know the the media, the same media that prom- that you know promoted Trump for so many years. 
declare him a libertarian. I don't know if anybody saw the New Yorker magazine, but certainly he has taken on that role of he is the most libertarian uh, governor in America, and it's an absolute falsehood uh, that needs to be corrected. And the, the best way of doing this is challenging, uh, challenging him to office. I mean, basically, I, I really call him one of the worst, uh, actually, governors on COVID in America. Uh, people who for, forget may forget uh, that Florida did have a lockdown. He did sign with Fauci. He did say that uh, people were there were some people who basically were not uh, who were non-essential people and they couldn't uh, they couldn't work to feed their families. Uh, and frankly, Florida had, uh, you know, by the, uh, the beginning of the lockdowns or toward the middle of the lockdowns, Florida was reporting the fourth biggest losses of small businesses in America. You know, for the most part, we also have a, a big problem in terms of our taxes and in terms of our civil rights and uh, in, in Florida. And that's not going away anytime soon by simply vote, voting the same way we've always voted for. Uh, you know, uh, to another way of saying it is that, you know, I like to say this is that we actually had a state of emergency declared by the governor single handedly for 475 days. So that means that for, for 475 days, the governor was able to write, write uh, as many checks as he wanted, no oversight, no accountability. And he did that to the tune of billions of dollars. And a lot of other states did the same thing. But the difference is, is that, you know, we ended up with a record, a record breaking surplus in Florida. But meanwhile, our tax, our taxes across the board went up, uh, went up. So why is it that we have this surplus in Florida while our taxes are going up in, in, in measures of never before? I mean, these are people, our, our legislature has been out to lunch for years at this point. And, you know, filling in the vacuum is a governor who's just, Doing pay to play at this point with whoever whoever steps up to to help him and help his career in, the first, in uh, moving forward. We know he's going to run for president in two, in, in just another two years, uh, should he win re-election now. Uh, and you know, honestly, we need to set a standard of what being uh, what liberty really means and what it looks like on a policy perspective. And you know, what do I stand for? You know, I stand for actually eliminating the property tax. I, I think it's horrendous what we have in Florida. We actually for uh, our uh, we are essentially the in the top 10 of most expensive states to live in a court uh, just based on property taxes alone, because our uh, our average income in Florida is actually about 52,000. That means that our uh, with respect to if you live in Philadelphia or if you live in uh, New York or California, where you're uh, where you're the salaries are much higher. Uh, the they can actually pay for uh, pay for the higher top level taxation they have there here in Florida. We do not. So people are basically losing their homes on the fact that we have inflation going up, which is raising the value of our, of our homes, uh, which then increases the net the net tax, the taxes. And then on top of that, we have things in uh, that are required in Florida because we're in a, a we're in a hurricane uh, prone zone. Uh, so we have property insurances that also add, add considerable amount of money for to of living expenses uh, that are basically making a lot of people homeless. We, we saw we saw this uh, in the last uh, major recession and we're seeing it now that people are starting to feel the crunch. It's not just gasoline, it's also cast, uh, the cost of living itself. Uh, I could go on, but the reality is that we have not we have not seen freedom and liberty in Florida with, with whichever, uh, at which, whichever uh, political party has been in charge, uh, and, we, and, and Floridians are desperate for a change. Uh, the, the voters in the last election actually voted themselves both a, ta- uh, a expanding tax, property tax exemption, which is a minor exemption, uh, and at the same time, a minimum wage. Uh, so this is, you know, clearly the voters, and they have, they have passed that with over sixty percent of the vote. Uh, th- this is something that the uh, the voters really, they really are in a desperate situation. And the the what, regardless if it's DeSantis or just the general malaise of the political establishment, they're just totally out to lunch uh, and and moving on to the next thing. 
And that's really why I'm running. I think people deserve a choice. I, I think we we haven't had a, a libertarian on the ballot in Flor Florida for governor uh, in about in in a, in a number of years at this point. Uh, and last time, you know, we made the difference and we keep we're one of the few states that actually has libertarian that reaches the ballot and we beat the spread every time. If uh, if, if you know of uh, what happened in Georgia last election cycle, this is something that actually has proven that uh, libertarians can do. We 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 do have the power to uh, essentially, uh, you know, beat the spread and make a difference in terms of who gets elected in November. So let me ask you this, then. Let's just say. Ron DeSantis get loses, right? Let's just say he loses because you played spoiler. How dare you? I know the word spoiler, right? Um, and and all of a sudden you have a Democrat. I think it's um, is it Nikki Fried? 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 How do you say her last name? Uh, there's still a primary in the Democratic Party going up. Okay, isn't she right. like the favored? Uh, no, it's the uh, former governor of Republican switched to independent and switched to oh, Chris Democrat. Right. Yeah, he's also running there. Uh, this would be his fifth time running for governor. Fifth time's a charm. So, yeah, right. Yes. So, uh, and he feel. I mean, he's he's winning on the money game, whatever that means. So let's let's just go into hypothetical world. Sure. Because I I I live the real life, and I I saw what happened when we had blue state governors, blue state or blue ma uh, city mayors, and no no uh, unchecked power whatsoever with COVID and it was ramped up to 11. I'm going to be going and visiting some people soon in the next couple of weeks. And I know it's going to be the exact same as I left it back in January, still insane and crazy. So looking at Florida, I mean, objectively speaking, and, and maybe it's me trying to look to beyond libertarian big L success and more towards, we're trying to build trust with a voter base. If we play spoiler, and we end up putting someone who is absolutely less pro-liberty than Ron DeSantis in an office, that it would be a net negative, not just to the state of Florida, but I would say also to the perception of libertarians. Do you hear my point there? Sure. Okay. All right. Uh, just to respond to that, yeah. I want to point out that Republicans, generally speaking, have a very bad track record on COVID. You know, like the Democrats, it doesn't matter if there were... Uh, if there if there was a Democrat governor or Republican governor, I mean, if I recall correctly, Pennsylvania has a majority Republican legislature. You know, it's one of these many states that do with the Democrat uh, as as governor. You can correct me. That the I, I will the, say I will say though they did they did their part because they did strip um, Wolf of his his executive mandates, um, executive order overreach, and that was a big deal because he was going to be pushing a lot of the mandates further. I know in particular to like a lot of transit stuff and then you know specifics to vaccination stuff. So I mean I dare that that's a good thing though, right? Right. So what happens in Florida is especially uh, concerning. Where you have Republican leg dominated legislature, they, they have a super majority in the legislature in Florida, and the the reality is because there's a Republican governor, they will uh, in place there in Florida, they will not check his power, his superpowers, and he gave himself superpowers for 475 days and continues to exercise uh, the government like like it it's still you know like he still has it. And what do I mean by that? There are real there are real world consequences of this. Not just on the tax policy, I said, or, or the property tax, uh, you know, insanity that's happening. Uh, but rea realistically, even on COVID, I mean, this is a this is a government that basically had a two tier system on on COVID response. There were some states, uh, some counties, based on the on the the, gov the governor DeSantis's actual emergency declaration, 
they all used his declaration to basically allow the counties to have uh, freedom that everybody liked and saw. And on the other side, mandates, uh, both masks and vaccine and vaccine mandates, which in some cases worse than uh, worse than in New York City, because, you know, you had to if you wanted to uh, be uh, go to a public hospital, you were, you were required to be uh, vaccinated, even even if you're unconscious in order to actually receive you, they'd still vaccinate uh, even if you didn't, and even if you wanted to leave the hospital, you still had to. Uh, you literally had to uh, get a court order to get uh, get a judge to order uh, order the hospital that you go. Even if your ho- you know, your doctor, your prescribing doctor, your typical doctor will take care of you. I mean, this is this was the insanity that was happening in Florida, and people people died more of of these issues of being you know what, what people said uh, about the the guy in New York uh, of you know nursing home deaths that were just irresponsible or necessary. Uh, to uh, to be healthy people just being uh, being treated with with uh, with basically products that still would do cause them harm. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, we're just seeing a you know we have to look back and see what is what is our actual measure of success. And a libertarian uh, running for for uh, running running for governor in my case, right, or in any in, in pretty much in any case, there's two reasons why anybody runs for office generally. Uh, one is obvious, obviously to win, and the other one is to build, right? To to build the case, make the case, and build uh, build the movement. Uh, I totally perceive this as a as a movement building exercise. Although we, I'm in the same situation as like a Jesse Ventura, uh, where I only have to win by plurality of the vote. So I'm, technically, I only need 33 percent plus one in order to beat the Democrat and the Republican. So that is that's where we're at, and and we really need to call call to question. Uh, that either party is good on any individual rights and liberties at this point, uh, and that they are simply uh, all grabbing as much power as they can, uh, and there's no check whatsoever, be- whether it's from the legislature or even from the opposition Democrats, because uh, you know they pretty much agree. Uh, all you hear out of Florida is what uh, some type of cancel culture or some woke right wing or left wing wokeism. That's all you have out of Florida. Nothing about the reality of what people need or, or asking or demanding. There's nothing about their quality of life. And at the end of the day, I, I think back to the, the old 1992 election and Ross Perot's great quote of it's the economy, stupid, right? Uh, people really, really want people. Uh, people are desperate in Florida. People are desperate in a lot of places. Uh, and uh, what the leadership we have in place now is not cutting it. So let's talk about now, granted, right? A lot of my uh, my pushback is is tactical, right? I mean, at the end of the day, I am a, I'm not, I am, hmm, I'm going to be helping a lot of Big L stuff uh, coming soon to, to be announced. So we'll keep that uh, below deck for now. But in the meantime, you know, I, I'm definitely empathized with Big L candidates. I've had many of Big L candidates on and I, I guess my approach has been trying to do more from a local level, building trust through getting more people elected in that local level and then using that as a launching out pa- uh, point to go to higher offices, whether it's assembly, state, senate, uh, you know, and then to the governorship, right? That, that I would say would be a more effective pathway. You know, I think we're getting some success across the board in, you know, just looking at, we've had a great number of libertarians actually elected to office at a local and state level here over the past few years. So let's keep that up. And I would absolutely encourage you guys in Florida, please keep that up as well. But let's focus back towards why you're also here on the show as a talk about, as you were hinting at, the real issues impacting Floridians. And let's focus on that because, I mean, hey, I'm coming again from Philadelphia, PA, and now I'm living in Indiana, and I'm feeling good now getting out of that blue insanity. But all I've looked at Florida has been a COVID 
uh, a COVID bastion, a place to get away from the insanity. That's at least what it's looked like from my perspective. So I've only had good things to think about for you guys. So let's talk about, I guess, some of the negatives, the things that are actually impacting Floridians right now and what you're going to be bringing as libertarian solutions to help remedy those problems. Yeah, it's that's a great point. Uh, like I said, the co- cost of living is it is probably the biggest issue in Florida as it is. You know, we have state monopolies on things like insurance, electricity, education. Of course, I mean, you know, we all we get our our political climate is is very one sided. It doesn't matter who's you know what the right wing talking points or left wing talking points are. They're all talking about tweaking this or changing this or wanting to confront some culture issue du jour. Uh, but you know, the reality is that libertarians have solutions. You know, we, we, we do, we don't want to tweak tax rates. We want to end property taxes. You know, we don't want to, you know, uh, make, we don't want to simply give more pe- options for people in the market. We want to eliminate monopolies where, whenever possible. We, we don't want to, you know, we have uh, Floridians basically voted for a constitutional referendum that, that gave rights back to people who were co- uh, convicted of, of felonies in the past. And, a lot, and we know it because of the drug war, uh, that there was a lot, there've been a lot of fel- uh, felonies, uh, people, uh, that were convicted of felonies that had nothing to do with violence, had nothing to do with, uh, with even property crime, just mostly a lot of it was possession. Uh, and of those systems, we have basically a, a criminal justice system as a result, uh, that only works for those who can afford the expensive lawyers. And, and we're, we are a party that supports basically giving, giving a clean slate back to those convicted of victimless and nonviolent crimes. You know, we are about uh, about these solutions. You know, when we talk about, you know, we are the only party actually confronting inflation, not by spending more of our own money that needs to that's based on debt, but really talking about things like cryptocurrencies, like uh, you know, establishing a Bitcoin standard in, in Florida that people can actually start transacting in uh, and legal and legally, you know, uh, take start remitting payments to the state based on on that uh, that uh, on cryptocurrency. And this is the future. Honestly, we are looking, libertarians are always up uh, here, uh, stand looking forward, looking to the future in a very positive direction. We know that we have a crumbling monetary system in, in the United States. It touches everything because everything's denominated in U.S. dollars. Uh, even the, even our time, our employment it, it is, uh, is denominated in U.S. dollars. And once we start getting away from that standard and, and able to transact in transparency with money that's transparent, that we can see how that's not manipulated behind closed doors, uh, we will begin to enjoy more freedoms and more productivity and certainly more wealth creation than ever before. And I think, you know, I, I say that as part of, uh, you know, running for governor of Florida, uh, because we, uh, we're we at a point right now that this has become such a an overwhelming issue for everyone that the states now have to step up. They have to step up on a lot of these issues. We can't rely on the federal government anymore, uh, you know, especially on things like uh, like you know, insurance, property insurance is a big issue. Flood insurance is another. Uh, if you, you know, Philadelphia, you know, obviously is, uh, is, uh, is, uh, on the coast or on water. Uh, and I'm sure there's these, every community that's on the water ha- faces these issues and these discussions. We have a, an antiquated system of, of state in Florida, particularly. I'm sure this is true everywhere, everywhere else though. But we have an antiquated system of, of a building code that is set to basically one size fits all. But we have everything from coastlines to islands to, uh, uh, to, you know, not mountainous, but we have hilly areas in Florida. I mean, the, the idea is that we actually have to push the, the envelope of what is acceptable dialogue, political dialogue in this, in the state and in this country. We definitely serve that, that purpose. And we, and we have to make people 
upset that the, the politicians uh, are, are essentially ignoring the issues, even on a conservative basis, they even basically saying, oh, we'll fix it, we'll tweak it. They're not even doing that anymore at this point. So we have to go from 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 abandoning the idea of tweaking to go all the way and say just something new. And that's what that's what we are. We represent the new ideas uh, and, and that people uh, people matter because that's what that's what our politicians are communicating to us, uh, especially since uh, since the, uh, the pandemic that, you know, they think that people are not essential. Yeah, I, I remember sitting there and listening to that. Uh, it was Tom Wolf saying, yeah, we're going to have people who are essential and non-essential workers. And that kind of freaked me out. And I guess I didn't really think about the fact that, yeah, that was also a conversation down in Florida as well. So I guess context is important, but I would also remind folks, too, that the context of folks who were in those blue cities, sure. it's hard to forget, right? Like, I mean, I, I know not only did it really ruin a lot of businesses, it ruined a lot of relationships, friendships. Uh, it's it's been incredibly painful to see how the the really it's a hive mind and how quickly it consumed a city like Philadelphia. And you see it all across the United States, especially in these uh, very blue areas. And it was it was very you know disappointing to see that take place. Especially when, you know, you, you yourself are experiencing, I say that, you know, raising my hand here, uh, you know, friendships that you, you had for decades all of a sudden just like completely changed because of how they looked at the issue. So I, I guess getting out and going to an area where I'm more surrounded to people who are more like-minded and actually share some values and morals and not just beyond shared experiences, but actually shared goals. That's been nice. And I guess to your point being in Florida is that you're looking for that too, but it's just, been the different hive mind. And I think that's important for us to always get out of our bubbles, to talk to your average person, to make sure we're, we're actually, what's the expression? Touch grass. Uh, go talk to people. Don't, don't think what you're seeing online is real life all the time. Give yourself the opportunity to have your mind change and to hear other people's perspectives. It, it's important to go in and be eternally curious. Oh my goodness. Don't we talk about that when we're talking about sales folks? Yeah. How about that? So, all right, Hector. Unfortunately, we are already hard pressed for time. So that being said, uh, two things here to wrap up the episode. One, please go ahead and give us a, uh, a shout in terms of where folks can go ahead, find you to continue this conversation. But also number two, please go ahead and give us your final thoughts for the audience today. Well, you can find me anywhere on uh, Roost for Florida right here. Roost for Florida. I'm on all social medias or .com. Uh, you can find me there. Uh, but as a parting thought, you know, we all, we all experienced an immense tra trauma. In, in, in the lockdowns and the pandemic, uh, more some more than others, and that's absolutely valid. That's absolutely true. It doesn't take. I'm not trying to take away anything of what anybody has felt or experienced. And, and and a lot of people who have moved to Florida, who from from states who had a lot worse, I I I you know I'm super sympathetic to them. I understand that they're coming from a situation that was horrific, and coming to Florida, some people. Honestly, some people in Florida did have very similar experiences, but I will tell you, clearly wasn't that uh, wasn't as bad in the uh, in the totality, especially in, in some places where they lived. Sometimes some people weren't even touched. But the reality is that at this point, it's not just the COVID regime. We have to move past the trauma and look at look at the future. You know, we have government that still wants to you know pretend to be the co-parents, right? We we have uh, we have basically our, our fundamental rights, whether it's self-defense. Or you know, or the idea of medical freedom. These things are still under threat, and we uh, this doesn't stop just because COVID or the pandemic is is basically over, uh, or is it really? Because we hear the next one coming up. So 
Uh, we need libertarian in office. We need a libertarian running every, a, a, anywhere we can. We have very easy ballot access in Florida, and it, it's a, it would have been a shame if we didn't have a candidate confronting the, the 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 what the media has painted as the next basically the next Donald Trump or the next president potential president of the United States. I, and I'm glad to be there. I'm I'm here as a as a, a servant for the cause. I'm a soldier for the mission for the movement. Uh, and you can find me here at Rooster, Florida. And I really appreciate Brian for you to have me and, and for your listeners to continue to have this call, conversation here. Uh, you can learn more about me, con- con- talk to me, or donate to my campaign at roosterflorida.com. Thank you. All right, folks. We'll make sure we include all those links in the show notes. And for you podcast audio listener, all you got to do is click the artwork in your podcast catcher. It'll bring you right over to briannicholshow.com where you can find today's entire episode all of these social media links and other links that uh, Hector outlined there. And also, you can find the entire transcript of today's episode. And also, you will find the direct link to the YouTube version of the program. Head over there. Make sure you go ahead, hit that subscribe button and little notification bell. And uh, oh, by the way, a little housekeeping, folks. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be out and about over the next few weeks. So we're going to have a little bit different of a schedule. I mean, yeah, we're still going to have our shows released, but likely they're going to be a lot of micro episodes. So be prepared for that as we're going forward over the next few days, but don't worry. As we kick off August, I'll be uh, right there rocking and rolling again, and I'll be starting the week off heading out to Florida, Hector. I'll be down in your neck of the woods visiting Young Americans for Liberty Revolution 2022. So folks, make sure, hey, we just had, and actually that was yesterday's episode, Brandon Williamson, he joined us from Young Americans for Liberty talking about uh, the amazing hero 22-year-old who uh, took down that madman here in Indiana at that mall. Um, And by the way, did you hear the new news? Eight out of his 10 shots that he took on the uh, the guy that was, was getting ready to do the, the mass shooting, um, he hit them within 15 seconds at 40 yards. That That is incredible. And by the way, that kid ended up saving uh, hundreds of lives. If you missed that episode, folks, don't worry. I'll include that right for you here. If you're on the YouTube, I'll include that below. Um, I'll see you over there. But with that being said, it's Brian Nichols signing off here on the Brian Nichols Show for Libertarian Gubernatorial Candidate in Florida, Hector Ruse. Say that 10 times fast. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. Enjoying the audio version of the show? Then you'll love our YouTube channel. Be sure to head over there and subscribe. And if you're new to The Brian Nichols Show, be sure to head to your favorite podcast catcher and click download all unplayed episodes so you don't miss one of our nearly 500 episodes that will be sure to leave you educated, enlightened, and informed. If you got value from today's episode, can you do me a favor and head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash support and leave us a $5 donation? And by the way, have you given the show a five-star review yet? If not, head to Apple Podcasts and tell folks why you listen to the program and don't forget to tell your friends to subscribe too. Follow me on social media at B Nichols Liberty. And again, if you'd be so kind, please consider making a donation to The Brian Nichols Show at briannicholsshow.com forward slash support. The Brian Nichols Show is supported by viewers like you. Thank you to our patrons, Daryl Schmitz, Michael Lima, Mitchell Mankiewicz, Cody Johns, Craig DaCosta, and the We Are Libertarians Network. Faced with an uncertain future, many business owners and technology professionals don't have the time needed to invest in their business technology strategies. And as a result, they're afraid of their technology getting outdated and putting their company and customers' information at risk. The digital future is already here, but with all different choices in the marketplace, it's difficult to know which one will be the best fit for you and your strategic vision. Imagine having the peace of mind that your business is backed by the right technology investments that are tailored for your specific needs. Hi, I'm Brian Nichols, and I've helped countless business owners and technology 
technology professionals just like you, helping you make informed decisions about what technologies are best to invest in for your business. Voice, bandwidth, cybersecurity, business continuity, juggling all the aspects of business technology is messy. Let me help. Head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash help and sign up for a free one-on-one -on -one consultation with yours truly to dig deep into where you see your company heading and how we can align your business technology towards those goals. Again, that's briannicholsshow.com forward slash help to get your simplified business technology started today.